This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Village Church Podcast. We're glad that you're here. Michael Fueling, Pastor Michael Fueling from Village Church Bartlett and Pastor Craig Jarvis from Village Church East in the house. And we're going to be discussing one very interesting question that uh, we'll be doing this in the house, in the house. (laughs) Very interesting question. Listen to this, Pastor Michael. If all people descended from Adam and Eve and subsequently from Noah and his family, of course, after the flood in Genesis Mm. 6, where does all of the physical diversity of the human race come in? Uh, There's different colors, distinguishing physical characteristics, different races. He uh, or she, whoever submitted this question, is curious to know how all that came about eye color, all that kind of thing. So I know that you study this on a regular basis. Daily. And that uh, you are a shaman on all of this. (laughs) Shaman. (laughs) You know where that word came from? You were just talking about M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) That is exactly where that word came from. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, because that's who made The Village. We were just talking about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. And then you said shaman. It's just, you don't even know that word is in your brain. It is. Your subconscious was just working itself out. I thought just shaman were the people that, carried all your stuff up Mount Everest when you went climbing. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, that it's not an accident that Shyamalan and Shaman are that close, and you were just before recording talking about interesting the village. Anyways. Yes, so take over from here, <sighs> please. All right, I'm not going to pretend to, like, solve all the Earth's answers, but let's just start. I love Let's just start with some simple things. Simple. Simple things. I love when science and the Bible generally agree. So the Bible teaches we have one common ancestor. We call them Adam and Eve. Um, science also teaches us that Adam um, and Eve would be two common ancestors. Sorry, plural. Thank you for your precision. Language matters. Michael. I know it does. Yes. And uh, no, I just that's good because um, then I'll hear it and I'll be like, oh man, that might have been confusing oh. for somebody. Craig, save me. Yeah, basically. So science also tells us that humanity has a common ancestor. Now mm-hmm. we don't. They're going to give a longer timeline for how back that goes mm-hmm. than maybe a Christian would. But at the very least, you're talking about science that denies that it was Adam and Eve. Yeah, they might deny it was the Adam and Eve of the Bible, but right. they they have an Adam and Eve functionally mm-hmm. um, where all of the known human race comes from. Mm-hmm. So to one degree, we're actually all cousins. And so how it happens? What do you mean? What are you looking at me like? Well, you said we're all cousins. Well, that might be 800 steps removed. Okay, but good, like, good, good. yeah, not like first cousins. I'm not <laughs> ridiculous. Anyways, but the point is that even science will tell us that all of humanity, whether you're black or white or Asian, wherever you come from, you do have a common ancestral heritage mm-hmm. um, that binds all of humanity together. Mm-hmm. There is there is a prehistoric Adam and Eve from a scientific perspective. So that being said. Um, how it happens, I can't even get to tell you, but I can tell you that even science will tell you that enough time and genetic diversity and situational things, there's microevolution, forget about macroevolution, just on a microevolutionary level, we mate and evolve and things happen and different genetic markers exist. And because of sin, there's a breakdown of some stuff. And, mm-hmm. and anyways, there's all this stuff going on in our world. And whether you're a secular scientist or you're a Christian, you do believe that um, there were points in history where there were big shifts in how people looked. As the world becomes smaller nowadays, I saw an article, I think it was in Time magazine, I might be wrong on that, but they showed a picture of what the typical human being would look like in 2050. And they, they have you seen this? Yeah. They, it showed a picture. It's like a, a brown skinned, blue eyed, mm-hmm. dark haired uh, individual. And they said, most people of the earth are going to look like this. And you think about that, that's only 30 years, you know, 25 yep. years in the future. Yep. It is interesting how fast the shifts take place. And we're trying to make sense out of, you know, how come people in Scandinavia have blonde hair and blue eyes and 
Vikings, you know, and how come, you know, you're bald and how come I have lots of long flowing locks and Canadians are thicker boned and, you know, how come all of these things happen? And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how those movements happen and then how the world kind of gets meshed together and how fast yep. those evolutionary – we don't say evolutionary yeah. in, in the secular sense denying yeah, God. Microevolution as opposed to the macro Correct. evolution. Those, those changes can yep. take place. And historically, people always flocked to people who looked like them or were like them. And so it's mm-hmm. not uncommon that two people who looked at each other, like each other would commonly be together. They would group in communities yep. of like – minded like talking like looking people and that's human and that takes us to the tower of babel this is a really important story in the book of genesis way early on in the book of genesis where it talks about these people that got together because everybody spoke the same language and so they got together to create this tower that reached up to the heavens and they flocked together and god looks down at them and uh, which is actually the term used in scripture it's almost Mm -hmm. like a mocking term he looks down way down on their high tower they're trying to build to to reach him he looks down on them and he says um you are not obeying the creation mandate which is go into all the earth and populate the earth right reproduce they weren't doing that they were gathering and they were multiplying in uh in in one large group and so god through giving them diversity of language forces them like you were just saying to go into these groups and so they gather into those groups and they wander off into create into creating communities where they understood each other's language it'd be very difficult to gather into a community if you didn't understand the language of somebody that was your friend the day before all of a sudden you wake up and they're speaking a different language you can still be friends but if you don't understand each other oh, yeah. that's going to be a huge barrier so you're you naturally move toward those those groups of people. And, and if you're God and you are incredibly intentional about everything, I might even group people who look alike to give them the same language. I think sometimes we put God in this box where he's like really haphazard and random. And he's like, yeah, all different languages and see what lands. I mean, God meticulously chooses everything. Mm. He's just very detailed. That's another thing I love about God is that, and this is a part of talking about it on a general level, God loves diversity. Yep. You can see that as soon as you open your front door mm. because you you look at all of the different trees, you look at all of the different animals. I mean, a giraffe. Yeah, really? Seriously? Come on. Armadillo. Slug. <laughs> God loves diversity. He yeah. loves to fill his world with different things so that we can see that he is a diverse, creative being, which is why we love diversity and we love creativity too. We are made in his image. We are made to appreciate those things. And so a strawberry doesn't taste like a banana. A banana doesn't taste like an orange. Yep. God creates all of these things to be different so that he can He can show who he is through yep. what he has made. Even in like an Adam and Eve or a strawberry, every species has the potential for even greater diversity within the species. Mm-hmm. And so there are multiple different kinds of bananas and multiple different mm-hmm. kinds of strawberries mm-hmm. and apples and humans and all different things. And they're still, we're going to say genetically at the core, they're still identified as a strawberry or a human, but they all look different and they taste different. And and even into the very, you, you look at Adam and Eve and, and for some reason we import onto them that all humans therefore must look just like them, you know? Mm-hmm. But even God has put into the very fabric of, of reproduction, great diversity. Love diversity. You ever have a banana strawberry smoothie? Yeah, from Starbucks. Oh, My kids love so those things. Good. You know, bananas and strawberries mixed together mm. make a wonderful flavor. Interesting. That's just who God is. Yep. He loves to give diversity and give creation that Did he you made. you just get hungry? It's like lunchtime right now. You <laughs> just like, you zoned out. You're like, uh, no, I thought it was a great illustration. Bananas, like bread pudding. Strawberries. <laughs> like you can eat pudding. bread 
<laughs> or you could put bread with pudding Ooh. and it gets better. Yeah, and soak it in sugar. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> right. Bread pudding is one of my favorite things oh, on the planet. Well, we share something. We need to go common. eat. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had it at Famous Dave's? No. Is it they good? have the best bread pudding. All right. There's a plug for Famous Dave's. Anyway, so God not only creates diversity in creation, but he gives us, like you just said, the ability to put the diverse things in creation together to yep. make even a more diverse yep. thing. I love it. That's crazy. All right. Well, I enjoyed this question. I kind of avoided it for a while, not knowing really where it was going to go, but I just love the the process there. Can I just say one more thing before we cap it off? If I said no, would that be offensive? No, I wouldn't. I would do it anyways. Yeah, I know. I'd do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyways. Forget your feeling. Another, <laughs> another <laughs> phrase that God uses always to kind of put the nail in everything we've been talking about mm. is he said, every tribe, every tongue, every culture. Yeah. He says that phrase over and over again, every yeah. tribe, every tongue, every nation. So God loves the idea of incorporating diversity. He loves what he made, diversity. I love it. The question for tomorrow is going to be, if we encounter a person who's lost touch with Jesus, how do we discern whether to bring them back to Jesus or to leave them and love them where they are now? That is tough. Appreciate the question. See you tomorrow.